guys, it's Eva and I'm here with a new episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds, rate, subscribe, comment, all of those things are greatly appreciated. So yeah, I am, I know. It's been a little bit. (laughs) I like probably majority of the uh, United States was enthralled in everything that was going on with the election. And you guys know I like politics anyways, and I try not to (laughs) get into it on this podcast. But like literally that whole week of the election, all I was watching was CNN. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, when is this ever going to end? And I was like, okay, finally they called it for Joe Biden, like... We should be done, right? Nope, because, you know, the world that we live in, nothing can ever be done in a right way, at least lately. But that's not what we're here to talk about. So knowing that this is just going to be a never-ending thing, and I just had to be like, you know what, Eva? You're just going to have to stop watching the news. (laughs) Even though I do enjoy watching news, and a lot of people are like, I don't know how you watch the news all day, every day, but kind of like, even though we know who the president elect is and the vice president elect, shout out Kamala, um, there are still, there are, there is, I mean, Trump hasn't conceded. I don't think he's ever going to concede, but like, this is just going to be an everlasting news cycle. So I just had to pull myself away and get back into watching TV shows because <laughs> I literally just was not motivated to watch anything but the news for like the past two weeks. So I finally got back into it. And I mean, I told you guys because we've talked about this before that I was getting to a point where I feel I felt like I was forcing myself to watch things because usually around this time is fall TV. I know I, I had talked about fall TV and I was like, I would generally do like fall TV preview and then I would just be in fall TV right now. And then most of this time would be me talking about some streaming um, content, but mostly movies. <laughs> because of the time that we're in that is just not the case and a lot of the shows that I would be watching in the fall are not coming back until January so here we are but I pulled myself away from the news in time to catch a lot of things that released over (laughs) the weekend so I know we're getting to Thanksgiving which I cannot believe I'm saying because it's just like oh my gosh The year is going so, so fast, even though we've been holed up in our houses or our homes for the most part. I mean, depending on where you are, where you live, for the most part, (laughs) you've been pretty much um, in one place that is still going pretty fast. So this week I will be recording quite a few episodes to have them scheduled to go live because a lot of things that drop. There are some things that I do want to talk about, like the Queen's Gambit, which I did watch before the election um, fiasco started. So I do want to I do want to talk about that. I am contemplating if I'm going to do it in a like Netflix roundup because there are a couple of Netflix things that I want to talk about or if I want to separate it out because we did have the crown that also dropped. And I have a lot of things to say about the crown, 
But this is my dilemma. I'm like, do I have enough to put it into its own episode or do I just do a roundup? So yeah, we have that as well. There was something else that I just watched that is like escaping me that I want to talk about. And then The Undoing, we're coming across the end of that. We're also coming to the end of Gangs of London, which will be interesting to discuss. <laughs> so yeah, but speaking of like UK content, this episode is about Alex Ryder, which premiered over... So I was a little confused and not necessarily about like Alex Ryder and just when it actually became available on Amazon because I was like, I haven't seen Alex Ryder on here before and I have Apple TV. So um, the Apple, if you have Apple TV, they're trying to make it like more personalized and more like this accumulation of all of your different like viewing content and so they have like many of our streaming services they have like the trending now and what we're watching like they have those sections on the main page and Alex Ryder was showing up there on I watched this on Saturday so it was showing up on Saturday and I was like wait a minute I don't I don't think I've ever seen this here before because I mean I although I have been watching the news I have started back watching regular TV like This Is Us premiered which I that completely caught me off guard I didn't even know it was premiering um this time I think I talked about this in another episode and also uh The Good Doctor so I mean I've been watching regular TV now for about a week <laughs> and I just hadn't seen Alex Ryder so I was like when did this come out so I googled it and when I googled it it showed that it released in June or July it was one of the two because it was a J month so it showed it released in June or July. I was like, oh, I was like, okay, I have not seen this before on Amazon Prime, but saying it released in June or July. So then I was like, because you know me, I just, there's no rest for the Ruri Soul. I'm going to continue to <laughs> investigate. So I kept like digging, 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 and then found out that this premiered. Um, in the UK initially, which makes sense because the cast, like, I don't think there's any Americans in the cast. Well, actually, no, I don't think there are, but don't quote me. I would actually have to go look and see. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. So like, this is one of those cases where we get it later than everyone else. And I mean, you could say vice versa for like a lot of US shows, um, that premiere in other, um, countries and places that we get it first and then they they're delayed by a couple of months or a few months which is also the case for Gangs of London <laughs> which we'll get into because I have been waiting to watch Gangs of London for so long so I cannot wait to actually talk about that show but that's not what this this episode is about so once I figured that out I was like okay so this is the first weekend of <laughs> Alex Ryder being available in the U.S. because I almost didn't watch it <laughs> And if you're new, you're going to you're going to learn that we just go with the flow here. So if you're looking for like a super academic analysis on this show, this this is not the podcast for you. I am going to talk about kind of every aspect of it, how I ended up watching the show, things that stood out to me, what I liked about the show. I talk a lot about, you know, characters and not even the characters, but like the actual actors and what I want to see from them in the future, especially like the young actors who don't really have a lot under their belt. Like 
we just go all over the place. And then I also kind of talk about what I want to see in a potential next season. So this is not going to be super straightforward. It's not going to be super academic or aware. This is going to genuinely be my own opinion. So just FYI, but and it's also spoilers in case you didn't know, because for some reason, some people don't understand that anything related to the show. So that can be the show, the book, anything. If I read it, there's a chance I will spoil it. So just FYI, even though I didn't read the books for this, but just putting that out there because some people don't know that even though in the sh the podcast description, I say expect spoilers. So yeah, <laughs> now that we've gotten that out of the way. So I was like, not going to watch this because it's like Alex Ryder. I was like, first, why does Alex Ryder seem so familiar? I don't, I don't. It's like not hitting in my head. And then when I saw that was based off of books, I was like, oh, and then that it had been a movie had been created before. I was like, okay, okay, okay. This is why this sounds familiar to me. I never read the books for this. So I have no clue what this content even is about, but essentially it's like a teenager. It's kind of like a spy type of situation, which, you know, that could be interesting. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, that makes sense. And then I was like, but do I really want to watch this? And, and this is where I have the struggle. If you've been listening for a while, especially during um, these these COVID times, then you know I have been struggling a lot with asking myself if I'm watching something because I want to watch it or am I forcing myself to watch it because that's all that's available. And I feel like that's been the case for a lot of um, things that have released while we've um while we've been in this pandemic because a lot of these things that I've been watching are things I most likely would not have watched but when you look at an Alex Ryder one we look at the genre it's a genre I watch so that makes sense for me it also is kind of like young adult even though they're in high he's in high school it's still like that young adult um target audience which I did not realize people had varying different definitions for young adult <laughs> I literally this month has been very enlightening because I've had multiple conversations about what what young adult is and I didn't know that, that was a thing so when I'm saying young adult I'm saying like late teens early 20s so probably like college age you can even throw in now I don't think that kids who are like end of high school so junior seniors I don't think they're young adults but I think that they are included in that target audience when I'm talking about like young adult content I think they're teenagers <laughs> but like that's what I'm saying when I'm saying young adults so I want to clarify that because I didn't know that people had multiple definitions for that but when Eva says young adult that is what I mean so I'm saying like technically college aged even probably right after college, so like 18 to 22, 23. But I am also including in like 17, 17 year olds, because I already said 18, so I'm also including in 17 year olds. So I was like young adults. I watch a lot of that content, like Riverdale, um, other things that are escaping me, but you guys know 13 Reasons Why, Love Victor, like all that stuff. You guys know that's my jam. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. Action. You guys know I'm all about the action. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. So all these things are adding up. I'm like, okay, Eva, this is something you would probably typically watch. Let's look at the trailer. Watch the trailer. Honestly, it wasn't really that convincing, but I was just like, whatever. I don't have anything else to watch. We're just going to watch it. It's only eight episodes. And you guys know I love me a short season. So I was like, 
let's just do it. I watched it all in one day and I have no regrets at all. I really enjoyed this show. Like it was a slow build. The first, the, I'm not going to lie. The first episode almost, almost was like, I don't know. Cause I struggled a little bit with some of the acting. I didn't think the acting was that strong. I do think, I do think that I think I stronger as the show progressed, but I was just like, it was kind of giving me like Outer Banks. That's another young adult <laughs> show that I watch. It's kind of giving me like Outer Banks feels where with Outer Banks, it was super cheesy towards the beginning, but then finally like they got rid of the cheese and just went there with it. And this was like, it's a slow build. It just seemed like everyone, it, was, it felt a little clunky a little bit to me. And then it kind of like leveled out as the um, series went. So I'm glad I stuck it out past the first episode. You guys know I also typically don't like the first the very first episode of any series because <laughs> I just I don't know because it just seems like I know that this is probably generally on tv what they're using to try to get like push the series forward and so I'm just like not betting on that first episode so yeah I struggle with the first episode of a series all the time but that's neither here nor there we kept through it and I'm glad that I did this uh, show stars Otto Ferrant. Also, if you're new, I genuinely am not great at pronouncing people's names. Unless that person tells me how to say their names, their name, if I just have to read it, there's a chance that I'm going to mess it up and it's not on purpose, but that's just the way that it is. So Otto Ferrant, hopefully that's correct, um, stars as our main character, Alex Ryder. I don't think they ever said in this how old he was. I just know he's in high school. And even in like the initial synopsis, just like teenager. So I was like, okay, I can see him being like, I think this is me just guessing. He's probably like 16, 17. <laughs> Cause I just don't see him as being 18. And even the, um, even the kid or not the kid but like Otto who plays Alex Ryder he looks pretty young and I was like okay this kid has to be like 19 years old most maybe 20 but I think he's like 23 <laughs> and I was just like oh my gosh he looks so young so it's hard to tell how old he is because I don't think they ever say it but I'm assuming he's like 16 17 we also don't see him drive we see him on a bike so they, he could technically also be 15, but I just, I just cannot see him being that young, <laughs> especially when we get into the context of kind of what this kid goes through. He ends up being, um, so he has his uncle, he lives with his uncle. We don't really have much information as far as like how he ends up with his uncle until later on, we kind of get like guesswork. So a lot of this feels like where they're setting little hints and at some point in the series, maybe not in this first season, but like in future seasons, we're going to um, elaborate more on these things. So I'm assuming because we don't really talk about it in this season, but there are little nuggets that are planted that I think allude to the fact that we're going to get to um, that topic in a future season. Also, I usually say this for the end, but this has been, this was renewed early before this even well technically it wasn't renewed early because it will be renewed early for us because it hadn't premiered yet but would it be renewed early for like the UK I don't think so 
Either way, before it premiered in the U.S., it had already been renewed for a second season. So we are getting another season of this. And this is based on a book series that has, I think, currently nine books or eight books. Eight to nine books that are currently already written. And then the author is also still writing more books. <laughs> so, like... There's a lot of places we can go with this. This first season, I should also say, is also based around the first two books. So it's kind of split in half where we have, because I was reading, a, um, I think the interview was with, was it with Guy Burt? Because that's who the creator is. I want to say it was. Mind you, I did all this research over the weekend and now we're in the middle of the week. But I was reading an interview and he was talking about kind of how they paced out the season and like what they wanted to do, like how they paced out the first season, kind of what they were working towards as far as like future seasons and what that looked like and kind of like making sure the first season was a setup for potential next seasons. And it sounds like the first four episodes are around the first book and the last four episodes are around the second book. And, um, so the second book is around Point Blank, which is essentially what this whole first season was about. And is essentially the um, thing that ends up getting his uncle killed. So when I talk about things being planted, one, around his parents, we don't really learn much about his parents. We do get a little couple of nuggets after his uh, uncle passes, which his uncle's name... I don't know if, if I can find it quick enough because I didn't I didn't write it down. But his uncle ends up dying because he's going to look into like what happened around this super influential person who ends up dying. His son was in um put into the school. He didn't really know that, but the son had like was a big prankster and you know we're in modern times of social media so of course this was all put on the internet and we saw that he had slammed a cake into his father's face and he got sent off to the school um point blank and then he came back all of a sudden his father had this horrible accident where <laughs> I was like, when I when we first saw it, I was like, was he that distracted that he didn't see that the elevator was not there? But then I, they has mentioned that it had been digitally placed to look like there was actual an actually an elevator lift there. So, but there wasn't. So he essentially felt his death. But there had been another case where another influential um, father had ended up dying under like accidental circumstances but his kid had also come back from this point blank school so there wasn't really a connection between it until uh Alex's uncle was sitting at the table and they were talking about it um it was him Alex's uncle Alex and then Jack who wasn't really clear on exactly what Jack's role is in the family is she like the caregiver does she manage the house they didn't really define what that is, but essentially when Jack's uncle dies, uh, the she becomes his guardian. So I don't know. Wasn't really clear on exactly. I just feel like a lot of things be prior to where we meet Alex at is just not really explained. So I'm assuming maybe like the whole Jack situation 
may get explained in a future season. I don't know if it ever will because I don't know that we really need to. But that was just one of those things where I was like, what exactly is her role in the family? But after Jack, I know, I know we're, we're, we're hopping, we're hopping around. After Alex's uncle <laughs> is murdered because he goes to his partner with this information about point blank that he gets from Alex. And he's like, put me, us in contact with, I believe the guy is a Russia, a Russian contact. So to get more information, it's a whole setup, which I was like, oh, this is definitely a setup. It looks like a setup, smells like a setup, sounds like a setup, and it was a setup. <laughs> And so he ends up getting murdered there, but we find out, we get like little nuggets and we find out from Mrs. Jones when she's talking to, I want to say she was talking to maybe Crawley or was she talking to Blunt? She's talking to one of them and I want to say it was Crawley and she was like, oh, this is horrible. Like, this already happened. She says, I'm on the lines of like, this already happened with his parents and now his uncle, which makes me believe that possibly his parents were also these undercover government agents because they don't really, well, I guess it's, they say MI6, but they made it sound like they were like a shadow, a more shadowy um, organization connected to MI6. But whatever. So it may sound like they were also involved in this organization. And then when we fast forward towards the end where we're looking at the pictures of the guy who ends up killing Alex's uncle, which his name is Gregor <laughs> Gregorovich. It's always so weird after you like hear the name, hear the name, hear the name, and then you have to actually read the name. And it's just so many letters in this name. Like, oh my gosh, Gregorovich, <laughs> that um, they have a picture of him from when he's younger because that's the one that Miss Jones shows Alex to help identify him. And Alex is like, who's that next to him? Because the face is blurred out. And she's like, well, that's not important. And I'm like, because you know, this, this, these are my things. Like, I, I love me a little... Uh, what's the word? I love me a little like mystery and intrigue and like we have to solve something. So I'm like, I would not be surprised if the person who is blurred out is Alex's father. But then also when Alex is telling Mrs. Jones about how uh, Gregorovich acted when he saw him at the school and she was like, well, that's probably because you look just like your father. Like all these little nuggets that were dropping. I'm assuming we're going to get more about Alex's parents in future seasons. Most likely, possibly the second season. I didn't read the books. So if you read the books, you probably know more than I do. But that's what I'm assuming is going to happen. And we're just going to keep revealing more and more and more things about uh, Alex and his family, especially because like his uncle was low key training him <laughs> all his life to be able to be in this organization. So it's like, is it like a legacy family thing? Like, is that what this is? So I think that's going to be super interesting to watch for. Also, just Otto um, Ferrant as Alex, I think, because I don't know this character. This is my first introduction to him. But I think he was believable. I think the journey of Alex was believable because I think a lot of times, and I've talked about this for a few shows this this year. I was about to say this season. <laughs> this year, because this year has been 
so long but so short all at the same time. <laughs> I talked about this for a few shows where it just felt like these shows where there's supposed to be this progression of specifically action. So I'm thinking of like Second Born Royals is one. Artemis Fowl is one that comes to mind. There was something else that was over this summer. But these ones where these kids have to essentially, they know Milan also comes to uh, the movie, not like the, the 2020 movie also comes to mind. Um, but where they have to essentially be these kids who don't really have experience with something. And then by the end of it, it's probably believable. Even though the dance show with Sabrina Carpenter, or not show, but the dance movie with Sabrina Carpenter that was on Netflix over the summer where we were supposed to believe she couldn't dance. But then all of a sudden by the end, she was like dancing superstar, even though that's definitely not action. But that's something else that kind of reminds me of that, where it's just like they start off as one way and they were supposed to believe that they, they become this super the supersonic, <laughs> for a lack of other words, the supersonic or super um, capable being by the end of it. And I think with Alex, it was super believable uh, that, yeah, his uncle had been tr low-key training him. Like he mentioned he knew how to do some fighting style. I'm not even going to try to attempt to say because I can't remember because there are so many different um, fighting styles and I don't want to say the wrong one but he had mentioned he had learned that he mentioned that his uncle would take him on these trips and those were low-key him like training him for these situations so I think it was believable that he can like fight but not like fight fight and couldn't just like take people down because even when we get towards the end where we have a final showdown between him and himself <laughs> his doppelganger like even that was believable because like they both were taking hits but it wasn't like one was super more skilled than the other one. And so I I just think his whole journey was believable. And it wasn't, by the end of it, it wasn't like he was this super skilled secret spy. And even the way we ended, where it's like, but he like, where he's like, I'm done. I said I was going to do this one thing because I wanted to find out who killed my uncle. Even though essentially, yeah, it, it essentially leads to him finding out who killed his uncle, but like that whole point blank thing, even though he was investigating it, there's like this whole bigger thing tied to uh, that whole point blank thing that his uncle was not even really significant to that. So him going into the school technically would not have been him finding answers so about who killed his uncle. But like the whole trajectory of his whole arc just made sense. And even emotionally, because it's like his whole drive is who killed his uncle? Who killed his uncle? And so you do get glimpses of this teenager and you do get a sense of like, he doesn't want to be the spy person, but he's going to be, and they say it a lot um, in the beginning when he is, uh, before he ends up going into point blank and when they do the whole like kidnapping scene where they are torturing him to get him to break, but he wasn't able to break. I was like, you better than me. Cause I probably like, I knew it was a test. Like as a, Watching, I was like, oh, they're trying to get him to break. So and I knew it was a test, but I was like, at some point, I most likely probably would. And I also knew that he was going to, he was, because there was a scene where, I know, we were talking about his art, but now that I'm here, we might as well stay here. So when he was talking to, um, what is his name? I want to say his name was, I can't remember what his 
code name is. I think it was Wolf. Yeah, Wolf. When he's talking to Wolf and he asked him for the papers and I saw the paper clip and I was like, my mind went back to the first episode when he broke back into the school to get his friend's phone and he used the paper clip to unlock the uh, desk drawer. It's like, oh, he's definitely taking the paper clip to somehow get himself out, himself out of the shackles. And I was like, duh. And so when it did the whole like rewind the show, like how he did, it, I was like, who didn't know that that, that was what, what was happening? Like whatever. But I mean, I do, we can talk about some of the styling. Um, so we had like the moments where like we would have these instances where everything's moving. It was more so towards the end of the series. So like those later, those later episodes where everything would be moving at normal speed. And then we would kind of like, do like this really slow motion type of a um, effect on the scene. Like one of them I remember is when they finally like got all the kids out of the school and the helicopter is coming and Alex and Wolf are walking to the helicopter. They did it there. They did it at a couple of other moments, but it was, I felt like it was more so towards those last episodes than it was towards the um, beginning episodes so I don't know if that speaks to the different styles because the I believe um he said it was two different directors for those two halves so that would make sense as far as like the styling is concerned but there were like little real moments like that thankfully it wasn't a lot that was like okay this is annoying why are we doing this um so it wasn't overdone but it was noticeable also those moments where you're like expecting them to show you kind of like how he gets, how he's getting out of certain situations. And then we just continue to move forward in the, uh, like the story. And then we kind of like do a quick rewind type of a situation. So like him breaking out of shackles is one. Uh, there was another one. I feel like it was when he was at the school that they did. They also did it with, um, what's her name? The girl who broke out of, the school Kyra when she like broke out of school and then she like retraced her steps. So there are little moments like that, but overall loved the arc of Alex. I thought it was super believable and super strong. Cause a lot of the things that we, that seems to happen with like these young um, protagonists who are supposed to be like skilled and like kind of super agent E is not only is it a lot of times it's not believable, but they're like overcompensating more so like on the action side, they'll overcompensate action for like depth of character or vice versa. And I think here there was a nice blend because you felt connected to Alex. You felt like you cared about what was going on with him. And I think that really spoke to how they built up those characters around him. So um, we talk about Jack, which Jack was one of the ones, the acting was a little bit of a struggle for me, um, not going to lie, but uh, they built up her um, her story. So you kind of like, and kind of her connection to uh, Alex. So you kind of, that added in you caring about him. Also, Tom was another one that we spent a lot, not a lot of time on, but like we kind of like got more story from him. And so, yeah, there were these flanked characters to Alex, but we still got to spend like individual time with them outside of Alex, outside of them being with Alex. I will say Jack girl, 
I'm so disappointed with you because when Gregorovich, I'm gonna need it, I'm gonna need to find a shorter name for him. When he showed up at the house, or not him, when uh the agent, her Alex, I was about to say Alex's father, <laughs> Alex's uncle's partner showed up to the house because he was trying to figure out what was going on and why his um dependent um information was being was like on super lockdown and he showed up at the house asking all these questions and she just freely giving answers I was just like oh my gosh are you really like you have literally only have FaceTime with who Mrs. Jones for the most part and that's it and then this random guy shows up says he's he was Al's uncle's partner and then you're just divulging all this information I just did it. that. That scene was so frustrating to watch because it's like it's so blatantly obvious that he doesn't know everything that's going on, and she's just freely giving to him. So that, like that was the downfall of how they were even able to blow um, Alex cover. But that's neither here nor there. But overall, because I feel like we can dissect so many things. Also, I after watching this and as I was like planning this week of what I wanted to talk about as far as like upcoming podcast episodes, I realized I did not take any notes on anything. And I don't know if it's because I have been so distracted with like real world things that I didn't even just the fact of just watching something and not taking notes on it. I don't know. It just did not even cross my mind. So I did not take any notes on this. And afterwards I was like, Oh my gosh, I actually didn't take notes and I probably should have, but I feel like all the things that really stood out to me, I still remember, I think all of the kids on the, um, in the point blank school, super weird. The whole like reveal of what was actually going on with Grife and like the fact that it was a young him that had been cloned. Cause I was like, are they, initially my head is like, are they cloning the kids? And then like, having them watch and study them and all this stuff. Cause I knew that there was something going on where they were being studied when Alex has stumbled into like this alternate um, kind of setup of that looks similar to his uh, room. So I was like, clearly they're studying, studying them. Someone is studying them and is like probably trying to gather like how they move, how they talk, their habits, all that stuff. And so I was like, are they cloning them? Like, what is going on? And then we saw, like, all of the, uh, what is it? The equipment. But then when we saw the pictures, I was like, but why do they... Because we saw, like, the side-by-side photos of each kid. And it just was not connecting in my head that, like, that that photo on the left was someone else. And I was just like, are they growing? Because <laughs> I don't know what they do for clients. I'm like, are they, like, growing them? And then they're, like, trying to, I don't know, put their structure and face and stuff together. I don't know. I just couldn't, I didn't understand like how they were getting to the cloned people. And then I was like, but then where are the kids? If these are clones, where are the originals? <laughs> like I had all these questions, but, um, I was like, okay, whatever. Super confused. Don't really know. And then when we find out that Greif was the one, Dr. Greif was the one who had been cloned when he was younger and they were essentially just restructuring the faces to look like 
their whoever their the student was that they were supposed to be a carbon copy of. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like insane. Also, talk about a plan. That is something that has been under the works for so long. It was so I was just like, oh my gosh, who has time to even sit here and think of something like this? And then when we got to the point where they rescued the kids and they're leaving, they left the school and then we go back to the school and I'm like, why are we going back to the school? Don't tell me, oh girl is still alive and they didn't, and they didn't take her dead body and like dispose of it. Cause I would think that they would have done that. But also this just speaks to how lazy they were that the fact that they were even able to leave and someone was still there means that they did not do a sweep of the entire like compound because there is no way had they done a complete sweep, they would have been able to have found the Alex doppelganger. Also, why would they not have believed that he had a doppelganger? I mean, it didn't cross my mind until we went back and I was like, they do have a clone of him. Cause like, Everyone, because we did see the side-by-sides of all the kids and we did see a side-by-side of him. So like, if they're making clones of all the other kids, why would they not think that there would be one of Alex? I don't understand that. And the fact that they didn't even realize that until they got back um, and uh, what's his name? Smithers was like going through all the paperwork and I was like, where's the clone of Alex? And they were like, what clone of Alex? Like, I, I don't know. I just think that was the biggest miss. I don't understand why they didn't even think that that could be a possibility. But also I want to speak to kind of like how they kind of were tricking the audience. Cause then you start questioning yourself as if you were like, did they bring back the right <laughs> Alex? Or is this the clone Alex? Because I kept going back to that in, cause how we ended that episode before, um, the finale episode with Wolf and Alex at the helicopter in slow-mo. I was just like, was that supposed to be a thing? Because you know me, I can overanalyze pretty much everything. And so I was just like, is that the, was that, because he was acting weird. He wasn't really saying anything. And I felt like the clones, they were not really that responsive. They all just seemed to do the same things. Um... And so I was like, well, was that really Alex? And then I was like, well, no. And then I was like fighting with myself internally. Like, no, I think that was the real Alex that they brought back. And this is actually the um, doppelganger Alex. And I knew it wasn't the real Alex when he like um, got the guy to stop in the car. And then he ended up bashing his head in. And I was like, okay, no, that's the clone Alex. Because I don't think the real Alex would have um, been capable of doing that. But, uh, yeah, and I'm glad that we killed the doppelganger, Alex, so we don't have to come back. Well, I'm assuming he's dead, but we don't have to come back in a, another season like, oh, wait, the doppelganger, Alex, is back because no one has time for that. Like, let's just keep new, fresh stories, even though I know this, these are based on books and I don't really know what happens in these books. But, like, I'd rather we just keep moving forward and not, like, rehash because then we, like, run into some of the issues that I have, of, like, our CW stories where I just feel like we're talking we're like watching the same thing over and over again, just with like a slightly different turn on the narrative. But yeah, um, so overall, clearly I enjoyed the show. I did not think that I would have this much to say about it when I was thinking about this. I was honestly going to combine this with something else and do like a streaming roundup. But I was like, no, I feel like I do have a lot to say about the show. And I feel like I have even more to say about the show, but I, I will leave it here. I'm excited to see what we do in 
the second season, I believe the second season is going to be based around the fourth book. I don't, I can't remember if they say the third and fourth or just the fourth book, but I think it's going to be interesting to see kind of how we develop and how we kind of, um, what's the word, expound on some of the, the things and nuggets that were dropped in this first season. We also saw at the end, because Alice was like, I'm doing this one thing. I just want to find out who killed my uncle and then I'm done. And he literally, like, that's what he did. But then at the end, we see uh, Blunt and Mr. Jones in the car outside of his house and they're talking and she's like, well, you promised him. And then we see him like walking off with Jack and Tom and they like ride off. But uh, he was like, either he said either Blunt said it or Mr. Jones said it. I can't remember which one but they're like he's essentially going to have to find out eventually so I mean it's a series of books so like we're to assume that he's going to be like he's pretty much in this organization there is no uh leaving it but um also I know I said I was done but like now I'm going back to when he was staying at the friend's estate which I think friend's just a weird <laughs> last name. But when he's at the friend estate and then the, the daughter showed up, oh, talk about someone who needed a good behind whooping in her young days. Maybe she would have, I mean, you know, I know we're all sensitive nowadays. It's like, oh, don't speak the kids, don't speak the kids. But like sometimes some people need more discipline than we give them. And she feels like one of those people who needed that discipline. And that whole scene in the woods with her and her boyfriend or whoever he's supposed to be to her and the friends, I was just like, oh my gosh, please shoot them. Like when he was able to get behind them and like he hit old dude in the nose with the gun and took the gun from him. I was like, please shoot them because this is ridiculous. And then when she was like storming up to the house to like mess up everything and then she got stuck in the neck with the knee, I was like, thank God, and that was like the end of that. So hopefully we don't see them ever again. But <laughs> that also kind of speaks to the arc where it was like me having watched so many action thriller things, I'm expecting him to like sneak up behind them and like take them all out with like <laughs> great fight moves. But it was like, no, it was pretty, a pretty simple but intuitive takedown in a way. And it also speaks to like Alex because he is very logical about what he does and he thinks about what he does before he acts which I think we're going to see more of as we like continue to follow this story but I don't know we're for real going to leave it there <laughs> I'm excited to see kind of how this um story expands I'm glad that I did actually watch uh this show and yeah, this was like the first IMDb TV series that has premiered. Didn't even know that was a thing. There are so many streaming things, although IMDb, I believe, is connected to Amazon. So I don't know what the thinking is there, but like there's just so many streaming things. I was literally, this is like off topic, but I was literally sitting and looking at all the things that I am subscribed to and I was just like, Something has to go. And then I looked at Xfinity and I was like, <laughs> something has to go. Because this is like, this is just getting insane. It's, it's just too much. It's too much. And I know people are like, oh, like cut the cord, cut the cord. But essentially you cut the cord and you're paying equivalent for all of the streaming services if you want all the streaming services. So I don't know. That's a whole, that's another topic for another time. But Alex Ryder, I enjoyed it. 
I'm looking forward to the second season. In the second season, I just wanna I wanna see Alex continue to progress in this believable way and to have a believable arc. And I love the idea of like dropping nuggets, but I also want them to like expound on them. So I'm expecting that they are going to. And one of the things that I want them to do first is some of the parent questions that I'm sure a lot of people have. So they don't have to reveal everything, but like if we can like reveal some things, like how either how Alex ended up with his uncle or like what's the story with this photo? Because I feel like that's connected to his parents in some way or like even what happened to his parents, which I guess will tie into how he ended up with his uncle. I'm hoping that that's what we get into in this next one. I think that his first mission being at a school for troubled teens totally fit what he is capable or like what makes sense for his age. So now I'm like, what would future like missions for Alex look like? Because we know there are going to be more. And are they going to make sense for how old he is? Because he is still a teenager at the end of the day. I did enjoy that we got to see him be a teenager, even though he was like the spy as well, but he was also a teenager and it made it very believable. So how do we continue that? I don't know what these um, future missions are, but I think it should make sense for how old he is. And it shouldn't be something that just is like, but what a teenager actually be in this type of a situation. So those are a few of the things that I'm looking forward in season two. And yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. And you guys let me know what you guys thought of season one of Alex Ryder. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currently binging on Instagram and at current binge on Twitter. Also hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. And I'll talk to you in the next one.